Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Ken sent me a story from Reason.com, and this is one of those things where you think everyone would know this, but some people didn't get the memo. And of course, we're talking about the Constitution, and we're talking about the police. So from Reason.com, Federal Appeals Court upholds First Amendment right to warn other drivers about the police ahead. So again, you're driving along the road, and you pass a police officer with a radar gun. And as cars are approaching, you decide to signal them somehow that there's a cop with a radar gun back there. And uh, we've heard about this before, where the police then figure out that you're doing this, and then they bust you. So Federal Appeals Court has said that's wrong. Michael Friend was arrested in 2018 for holding a sign up that said, Cops Ahead, Cops Ahead, and that was near a police checkpoint. That arrest violated his First and Fourth Amendment rights the Federal Appeals Court has ruled, first being your right to speech, free speech. C.J. Ceramella wrote this for Reason.com. A Federal Appeals Court has ruled that the man from Connecticut had First Amendment rights that were violated when police arrested him for merely holding up a sign that warned drivers of police activity ahead. And, of course, all it said was, cops ahead. It didn't even contain a verb. (laughs) The U.S. Court of Appeals to the Second Circuit reversed the lower court decision and held that a police officer in Stamford, Connecticut, violated the man's First Amendment rights and had no probable cause to arrest him for standing on a public sidewalk and holding a sign. And so the Fourth Amendment, of course, is invoked there. And you might ask yourself, wait, Steve, this is up on appeal. That's right. The lower court said this was a good arrest. (laughs) The man was standing on a sidewalk near a Stanford police checkpoint in April of 2018 when he held up his sign that said, Cops Ahead. And he was approached by a sergeant who took his sign and then threatened to arrest him. Friend instead made a larger sign and moved to a different spot. (laughs) The police then handcuffed him and arrested him and charged him with misdemeanor interference, interference, and held on a $25,000 bond. Uh, The question, of course, is what is he interfering with? And uh, prosecutors later dropped the charge. So the man is represented by the ACLU of Connecticut, filed a civil rights lawsuit, arguing that the seizure of the sign and his arrest violated his First and his Fourth Amendment rights. A U.S. District Court dismissed the suit in 2020, finding that the sign did not discuss a topic or express his opinion on it. And apparently that's what the court was thinking was necessary for your right of free speech, that you had to be discussing a topic or expressing an opinion. Uh, I'm not really sure. I don't think I've ever seen that in the First Amendment. I have to go back and look. If it says your right to free speech to discuss a topic or express an opinion shall not be infringed, But uh, they said that um, the police had a compelling government interest in stopping him from spoiling the police sting (laughs) and that the police had probable cause to arrest him for returning after they told him not to. But he returned to a public sidewalk. And I, again, don't know what right they have to say, okay, you're a member of the public, pay taxes and all that, might even vote, who knows. But you can't stand on that piece of the sidewalk today. Why? Or doing a a sting down here. Well, I can't just stand here. Well, you can't stand there with a sign. (laughs) The Second Circuit ruled that the district court made a mistake in all three of its findings, citing a 1987 Supreme Court ruling in a case called Houston versus Hill, the freedom of individuals verbally to oppose or challenge police action without thereby risking arrest is one of the principal characteristics by which we distinguish 
a free nation from a police state. So the Second Circuit quotes the Supreme Court. Case will now return to the district court to consider whether the police officer is entitled to qualified immunity. And of course, then the question becomes, was this a clearly established right in this circuit? In a press release, senior staff attorney for the ACLU Foundation of Connecticut and an attorney on the case said, the Second uh, Second Circuit ruling was a solid affirmation of the fact that people have the right to protest the police. When the man held up a sign on a Stamford sidewalk to alert people to police activity, he was well within his First Amendment rights, and the Stanford police never should have arrested him. This decision is good news for protesters' rights and should serve as a reminder to all police in Connecticut that they cannot and should not silence speech like Mr. Friends. This is not the only sign-related First Amendment case Stanford has generated in recent years. In 2018, one of the man's friends was arrested by Stanford police for holding a sign outside the police station that read, F free speech, Stanford PD. And he spelled out the word that follows the letter F. Courts have repeatedly ruled that warning drivers of upcoming police by flashing one's headlights is a form of expression and protected under the First Amendment. And that's the other one. I think I mentioned that at the front end where some people will flash their lights at you to let you know that there's a police officer back that way. And I've heard of police officers who would write you a ticket and say you're improperly using your lights on your car. (laughs) Everyone knows what you're doing. And if you are sending a message to one of your fellow citizens, then you are speaking. It's a form of speech. So uh, this is one of those cases. And, you know, this happened originally back in 2018. Now, I could figure out what year this is. I have to go look at a calendar. But it seems to me 2018 was a while ago. Think about how long ago an innocent 2018 was, long before we knew what COVID even could do. So uh, that's a while ago. So this happened to the man five years ago, almost. And uh, just now, a federal appeals court is saying, no, your lawsuit's good. So they're sending it back down. And now the lower court's going to now have to consider the issue of qualified immunity. And whatever that ruling is, that'll probably go back up on appeal. And uh, this thing will be kicking around the courts for a while. And that's one of the things I remember. Uh, you say, Steve, if you go back to when you went to law school, back a long time ago, and uh, the things that struck you as, as you were studying the law, that you actually go, wow, that's a, that's a crazy notion right there. Were there any such things? And one of them was, yes, it was the length of time between when something happened and when it finally got ruled on, like, say, the Supreme Court. And there are cases, like I can even think of the case, about the guy in Indiana whose, whose vehicle was seized. And uh, they seized it and had to give it back to him. And that case went to the state Supreme Court twice and the U.S. Supreme Court once. And it was just years and years and years of litigation. And I remember reading cases in, in, law, in law school where you read the case caption. And it says what year that opinion came down. So you're reading the final opinion in a case, and it goes, this case came down in like 1975. And then the facts start out and goes, in the spring of 1963, <laughs> like, what? Is this really the same story? And, and, you know, and I'm exaggerating a little bit on that one. But you'd see it where it happens here, and then it winds through the court system, and then there's, like, say in a criminal case, a conviction, and then an appeal, it gets sent back down for a retrial. And then the retrial, there's an appeal up here, and it's sent back down. And then, you know, some of these other ones where it's just round and around and around. And so this one, of course, the man was arrested. The charges were dropped. 
He filed the lawsuit. The lawsuit was dismissed. It just got reinstated. And then the question now, of course, is if it's going to get kicked out again for qualified immunity. So uh, that's another hurdle altogether. Uh, but uh, we'll address that when, when it comes up. So as of right now, we got another good ruling here with respect to your right to uh, speak. Your right to speak. There you go. So Ken, thanks for sending it from Reason.com. Great article by C.J. Ciramella. Federal Appeals Court upholds First Amendment right to warn drivers of police ahead. And again, the sign that he's holding up said, cops ahead. And one court actually said, well, that does not actually uh, convey a message. And <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no one said it had to. Questions or comments, put them below. Those will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. My phone woke me up this morning. It was alarming.